Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Ever find yourself taking a work or practice break? discover that the new Batman trailer is up, and then excitedly click on it, thinking that it's no big deal? But then the next thing you know, you've gotten sucked down the YouTube rabbit hole and an hour has gone by? And sure, now you know how to get rid of arthritic knee pain in 30 seconds, you've seen footage of the 40 luckiest people caught on camera, nearly 11 minutes of trucks smashing into bridges, plus you know how to level up your deadlifting technique with the official deadlift checklist, or turbo boost your TV's internet connection speed, and you know more about how ocean shipping works and why it's broken than you ever care to. But instead of being refreshed and recharged and ready to get back to work, now your brain feels like it needs another break, and you're no longer in the mood to do anything productive. I'm assuming that you've been victimized by the so-called rabbit hole effect at some point or another. Heck, maybe that's why you're here right now. But what exactly causes this rabbit hole effect? And more importantly, is there a way to avoid getting sucked in? I mean, I suppose the nuclear option is to turn off your phone or ban yourself from the internet entirely for a period of time, but realistically, I don't think any of us are going to go that route. So is there a way to engage a tiny bit without getting sucked in, or are we fooling ourselves if we try? Kind of like the 1980s era Lay's potato chips ad, which used to say, bet you can't eat just one. A pair of researchers designed a series of studies to see if they could learn more about what causes the rabbit hole effect. They had an inkling as to why this might happen and looked at three ingredients in particular. The first ingredient was similarity. You know how as soon as you finish watching a video, YouTube suggests other similar videos that you might like? Well, in one of the studies, the researchers set out to see if the perceived similarity of videos is one factor in the rabbit hole equation. They started by having everyone watch a one-minute National Geographic video about mountain lions, and then a one-minute video of a science experiment on YouTube. For half the participants, the videos were labeled Educational Video 1 and Educational Video 2. But for the other participants, the videos were generically labeled Video 1 and Video 2. So would the labeling of these videos affect participants' choice of what video to watch next? Indeed it did. 
when offered a choice of a educational video about sick remedies or a music video, participants whose previous videos had been categorized as educational videos were 21% more likely to stick with the same theme and watch yet another educational video. Another study looked at the influence of repetition. As in, would watching many videos make people more or less likely to do work than watching just one? Going back to the potato chip analogy for a moment, do you think eating a handful of chips would increase your desire to eat more chips? Or at that point, might it be easier to stop eating chips because you've already eaten a few and you've started to get tired of them and are ready for something else? Half of the participants in this study watched five 30-second music videos, while the other half watched just one music video. Then everyone was asked to choose between either watching yet another music video or completing a word task instead. And was there any difference between these two groups? Well, most of the participants in both groups chose to keep watching music videos instead of switching to a word puzzle. And I don't think that's very surprising. I mean, it's way easier to just watch another music video than to switch over to some sort of new task that sounds like it'd require more brain power. Nevertheless, there was a significant difference between the groups. Participants who watched the five videos were 10% more likely to choose another video than those who watched just the one video. In other words, those who watched just one video didn't seem to have as much built-up video-watching momentum and were more likely to switch to a new task than those who were already on a roll with the videos. The third ingredient was continuity. In yet another study, one group of participants were asked to complete three word search tasks in a row and then watch three videos in a row. Meanwhile, the other group was asked to alternate between the word search tasks and videos, as in word search, video, then word search, then video, and so on. Then, both groups were given a choice of one last word search task or one last video. And did the continuity of tasks have any effect on their choice of tasks? Well, yeah, it appears that it did. Those who watched videos continuously without interruption were 22% more likely to choose another video than the participants who alternated between the work and play tasks. So all in all, the studies suggest that watching similar videos, or photos for that matter, repeatedly and continuously without interruption seems to increase the accessibility of similar media, which is to say that these three factors prime us to be more open to consuming related videos and photos because they're more top of mind and feel easier to process than switching tasks to something else. And our brain essentially confuses what's easy to do with what's enjoyable. It's as if this leads to a sort of cognitive momentum, in the same way that when you're two-thirds of the way through a bag of Doritos, it's easier to just keep going and finish off the rest of the bag than to stop, seal up the bag, and go to the fridge to grab a handful of carrot sticks instead. So what can we do to become more resistant to getting sucked down the rabbit hole? Well, the researchers note that one of the best things we can do is to make it a habit to just watch one video on our breaks. Or if you absolutely must watch more than one, to make sure the videos are at least on unrelated topics. Kind of like how, if you were to read the first three chapters of one book, that would probably make you more likely to get sucked in and have difficulty putting it down than if you were to read the first chapter of three different books. One thing that works for me is making liberal use of YouTube's Watch Later button. That way, if I come across a similar video that seems interesting, I can easily save it for later and basically defer the rabbit hole for some other time in the future. 
Maybe it's just me, but there's something about knowing it's in my queue that makes it easier to move on and to focus on the things that are more important right at this moment. Of course, there are currently 2,621 videos in this queue, and it's not likely that I'll ever watch Cute Puppies Doing Funny Things 2020 or find out what exactly the six gadgets under $15 that will make your life easier are or why Five Guys gives you so many fries. But it kind of doesn't matter because it's all there just in case I realize someday that my life just won't be complete until I've seen Big Bird takes a lie detector test. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 